This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. Sorry for the slight delay. There are a couple of technical issues, which means we're starting a little bit later than uh, than planned. But we're here now, and I'm being joined. He's back. He's back in the country from his world travels again. It's Mr. Manny Kang. How are you doing, sir? Oh, I'm there? fine. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you for having me here tonight with you. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? That's good. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all good. We've got. I mean, people are going to be really interesting to uh, actually to hear your take on uh, what is the uh, the summer window and the uh, the summer period uh, right now. There's lots to cover off tonight, as always. Wolves have announced two high-profile uh, preseason friendlies. I'm sure we're going to get into those. Uh, they've had a, another bid for Alex Scott from Bristol City. Um, pushed back apparently by Bristol. We thought they were out of the running. They've gone back in. Lopetegui seems to want him. Sanderson's left um, after being with Wolves for 13 years to go be a permanent player at uh, Birmingham. And Wolves have still only signed, well, that keeper on a loan from, Nova, um, from, um, from Northampton. But before we get started, um, you may know that me and Manny do like a nice game of tennis. And... Um, I went down to Wimbledon yesterday and whilst I was down in Wimbledon, I was walking along with Emma and there was, I heard my name shouted out. And there was a load of people um, that was just by the centre court. It turned out that they were friends and family of a young man called Henry uh, Searle, who today became the first Wimbledon boys champion uh, for 61 years, since 1962. Um, he's a local lad from Wolverhampton and a Wolves fan. What an absolutely unbelievable achievement for that young man, Manny. Yeah, brilliant. I mean, to be honest, I didn't really um, uh, watch uh, much of the um, tennis. Am I there? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry you're about there. the technical you're... problems, Dave. Yeah, no, you're there. Am I here now? Am I here you now? You are. You're here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, uh, brilliant. Um, that was, uh, To be fair, I only just got back in today to watch the end of the, the men's um, final, the actual men's final. So I did hear about um, Henry's um, uh, brilliant, brilliant win, which is it's great, isn't it? Because let's be honest, I don't think any of us have heard of um Heard of him before he, he's um, uh, been in this tournament. So, um, uh, great for a local lad. First winner in 60-odd years, you know. 61 years. The first I heard of it, and, and to be honest, I was a little bit gutted because uh, we got we were lucky enough to get in the ballot. We got tickets for Centre Court yesterday, the ladies' final, yeah. the men's final. And it's a long way yeah. to go. We, we travelled down on the Friday. It was horrific weather. Uh, stayed near Highwick and caught up with a friend. Yeah. And... Um, and we made our way down. Now, the, the ladies' final wasn't due to start till two o'clock, so we didn't get there till uh, to Wimbledon till afternoon. 
um, so after, yeah. after midday. And had I cottoned on to the fact that I got this Wolves fan that was playing in the boys' uh, singles semi-final, we'd have tried to have got there a little bit earlier to support him. But it was only yesterday I was uh, made aware. Uh, lovely family, great friends. Uh, you know, Henry's Barmy Army, you, you know, if you watched it live on centre, it was on court one today. They were really loud and proud. They had a wolf scarf in there, ma- massive wolves fans. Uh, yeah. sent the message yesterday of good luck. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, mate, he knocked out the number one seed in the first round. He didn't drop a set mm. uh, the whole tournament. And um, he joins esteemed companies such as the likes of Pat Cash. And yeah. Roger Federer in winning the boys' singles title. What, 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 what a fantastic achievement for the young man! Oh, it's a huge, you know. Uh, we know, like youth, youth in youth level, sometimes it doesn't go on, you know, to the senior levels, and 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 hopefully he can. It's a brilliant achievement. He, hopefully he can just um, get his head down and and, and drive on, and you know, um, uh, put Wolverhampton on the map. <laughs> Well, he's certainly done that because we, um, we're talking about Wolver- Wolves and Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, on BBC on, at Wimbledon and stuff like that. So fair play to the guy. Best wishes to him. And, of course, uh, what's the final? Fantastic final with Carlos Alcaraz, a young Spaniard who find a big jockative in five sets. But let's get stuck into the football yeah. because, you know, obviously you've been over in India. You've been back, um, you know, yeah. You've been following everything, but you've been a little bit out of it, I suppose. Um, yeah, with the them. news cycles and stuff. Yeah. What do you make of the uh, the summer window so far? The uh, where we're at. Vanny, you there? Hi. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. The. Um... I am here, mate. I am. It's just breaking up for some reason. I'm sorry about the internet connection, Dave. Um, no, no, you're back. Yeah, um, uh, it's been... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I understood your question. The summer has been... I think it's been a little bit flat for us because there's been, obviously, a lot of outgoings, um, a lot of clearing the decks, raising the funds. We are quite clearly told that there was an FFP issue. So, in that respect... We've made funds very quickly. Um, you know, we could have still been in a position where we were still looking for the best deals for Neves and 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 other players. And we got over the odds for Neves. And we got over the odds for Cody. Um, Collins was an interesting one, but Lopetegui, if he doesn't fancy him, you know that thing, the manager's got to fancy the player. And he didn't really play him. Um, you know, when 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 Dawson came in, people thought maybe Collins would get a chance, maybe. But he he was a very bit part player under Lopetegui. So I, obviously, I think he's got a defender lined up in his head that he wants. And and um, uh, he got his well, he didn't buy. Let's be honest, he didn't buy Nathan Collins. So it was an interesting one. I think Collins will probably go on, and he'll probably become a player. He's still young enough. But, um, 22, isn't you know, he? Um, is I, don't think you're right. I think he will. Yeah. But I think the point you're making is like he he, he was he was really um, twenty odd million pounds on the bench, um, and he yeah. wasn't really going to yeah. be first next year. So I'd have let him go. Yeah, and all the others, you know, um, uh, obviously Neves was gonna go, and Cody wasn't in the team last year so he'd gone last year really for in wolves eyes you know and um, nothing changed with it looks like julian lopetegui because he i don't think he's going to ever play a back five i don't think so you know um but then um on the other hand we had this really strong strong link with matt doherty which is still Hovering about, which was, was really surprising for me because I just thought, well, I was going to, I was going to talk about wing back, just... and we're trying to push out someone. Yeah. I, I was going to talk about Matt Doherty because, like, you know, that was talked about at the start of the week. Free transfer, obviously, went to Tottenham. You know, we made a lot of money on him, fifteen million. He then ended his contract with Tottenham, went to uh, Madrid. 
played a couple of times, free agent, mm. you know, coming back 31, yeah. still lots of Premier League experience, you know, hasn't... I thought it would have been announced by now because Fabrizio Romano said it's virtually a done deal, still not been announced. But, I mean, what, what's your take on bringing uh, Matt Doherty back on a free, mate? I mean, what's, yeah. your, uh, what's, what's your view on that? For me, for me, for the... the... Yeah, for the mathematics side of it, you know, selling a player and then buying him back for nothing, obviously, you know, you think, oh, that's a master stroke, but are we going to play him? That's what my concern is. Yeah, you buy someone, any experience, but is he really going to be played? I can't see him playing in a back four personally. I'm not, I don't think he's a back four defender. We've already got issues with having full backs. A bit like um, Ryan Aitnuri, he's probably not a back four defender. He's probably a better wing back, you know. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, obviously it's experienced. He knows the league. Um, he's going to cost nothing. But he's also got to be in the shake-up to play. That's what puts pressure on the first-teamers, you know, if um, uh, these players are ready to play. And I can't see how... He's going to fit in, personally. But, yeah, he's one that it's free, so he's got him in. Um, I don't know what the wages are like. Obviously, you know, he'd probably be on a bit of wages if he's come from Spurs and Atletico Madrid. But he has got that agent, hasn't he, Mendes? So who knows what this deal really means and and, and why it was done. Was it Lopetegui who was desperate for Matt Doherty or was it... Mendes, like, you know, in the ear of um, uh, Hobbs and she and, and, and saying, you know, oh, take him back and I'll sort you, sort you something out or something. I don't know. You know. Uh, well, it just seems so strange. Is, yeah, I, I, yeah, my view on it with uh, Matt Doherty, I mean, I did I did a poll on the, uh, always was, I don't know if you saw it, but like it was about 53% were in favour, about 36% were on the fence and only about 12% yeah. were really against it. Um now Matt Doherty, yeah. we do know he's, he's he's got an engine on him. He always in that back five, he was always very good positional wise. There is a question mark over the four. I read somewhere that actually the way Lopetegui played at Sevilla was um, would work for Doherty, but I don't think he, I don't I think he's more of a squad player yeah. than um, he's going to be a starter, an experienced an experienced squad squad yeah. player, a bit of versatility. And on a free transfer, sometimes some players just fit with some clubs. Maybe that's it. You know, I don't know. Um, but on a free transfer, I don't think I don't, you know, not many players. Not many players like return though, do they? Um, uh, you know, to their clubs and sort of do well. I don't know. It just seems a strange one. Like you said, he's a squad player, but we have got a squad. Anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's free and it's like an easy one to tick off and it adds experience, I suppose, you know. So there are benefits of him coming back. And he had, a, he had, he was part of our best time at the club, but he was part of our best time when we played in a completely different way in what Lopetegui is trying to play because defensively he was probably found wanting just like any other full backward, you know, who was, who's not really. A back four player, so yeah, we'll see. Um, and maybe it gives us the option of, of going three at the back as well in some games. Maybe he's thinking of that, but then he's just got rid of two centre halves, so he better sign. He better sign a centre half or two, you know, if he's. Well, yeah, um, I mean, because like we have got. I mean, Cody was obviously out last year. Thinking two yeah. centre halves gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've got the. Um, the bids that are coming in from Max Kilman as well, which Wolves have been holding on, and hopefully trying to re-sign him on a, a stronger and a better contract. But Wolves yeah. already need to bring in another centre back. Yeah. Uh, you'd think um, yeah, because of the, no, we've only got Dawson and Kilman and Totti Gomez really, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it leaves us very short. You know, um, obviously Cody was out the team. Uh, but he said another one off the books. But the Collins one was a little bit surprising, but it raises money. So we need to, I would have thought we had to replace him. And bringing Doherty back, you think, well, if you back three, then that's we've only got three centre-offs anyway. So um, we haven't got anybody spare. So, you know, then you think, well, 
we need to probably buy more than one if we're going back but i don't think we are there's no signs in his training or anything that's been leaked or any of his the couple of pre-season games we've played that suggests that we'll ever go to back to a back three so um yeah it's it's a strange signing i think just strange i mean yeah he's got benefits he's got um uh, it's free and um yeah and it's not yet been confirmed, but it would mean that no. Wolves first signings of the transfer window are both free transfers. Sign of the times, maybe, you know, that's what they're looking at. But then on the other hand, you know, with this Alex Scott thing, you know, if, if Wolves have made a 20 million plus bid, that, well, straight away there, eight to 15 million pound announcement goes out the window. I think that was just a smoke screen, you know, just... They, they just sort of put it out there to to clubs. We're not going to be ripped off by anybody, but right, right. I'm sure I'm sure um, this one seems like the most concrete um, like link that we've had all summer. Alex Scott, you know, where it seems like the managers identified him and he's said to the board, "Go and get him for me." And uh, and Wolves have been back in. So when you're back in, it's usually because you really want a player. Otherwise, you just say, well, OK, we'll try somewhere else. So um, I think they will probably pay whatever it takes to sign him, I think, because if Lopetegui wants him and he rates him highly and he sees that he's got a part in the team, I personally still don't know how he's going to fit in, to be honest, with Gomez, the emergence of Gomez, and you want Mateus Nunes to maybe play in his natural position and Lamina such key. And you've got um, Hodge, and then you've got Bubakar Traore yeah. as well. Yeah, so you know, um, I I was an advocate of not playing three all the time in midfield, and some sometimes we just play the two and and get more forwards and try and score goals. So to bring someone like Scott in, you're thinking, oh, we've got a bit of an overload of midfielders again. So you know, I, I hope the next, I hope there's a signing that's in the forward areas because I think that's where we lack. We lack so much creativity. Yeah. And, and Alex goal. Scott is only 19 years of age. Why? What do you think? Why do you think it's Lopetegui is so keen on him? I mean, and he, it's a lot of money, you know. Very highly rated. Yeah, he's very, he is very highly rated, and and it's, I think it's someone that we've scouted um, probably before Lopetegui as well. You know, these scouts and and clubs are aware of all the players, so. Um, People are saying he's only got, he's only 19, so you know what I mean? Five assists is about more than any of our players got in our squad. So it's not a midfielder as well. It's not the worst, but I'm just thinking like someone just put there Gomez, Scott, and Nunes, but I'm thinking like someone like Mario Lamino was just a superstar towards the end of the season. I think he's got a role, still role to play. You know, we need, we need, you always need numbers and you need a strong bench. Um, so and it is a squad game, so that's what he wants to add, and then that's what who he adds. I think it'd be a good addition, but it still won't like tick off our summer needs. If someone's just said there, Debbie, you know, striker. It's just we've had this complete U-turn with Raul. It seems where he has had links, but then he's like a lot of positive stuff coming from his camp and. From Wolves that oh he's back he's fit he's gonna give it another go maybe you know and 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 this Lopetegui wants him to stay when we thought he was gonna go after the tears on the final day um, but we don't know how that would turn out we still desperately after losing Costa uh, Fabio Silva nobody really knows what's happening there isn't I want to talk was... about Fabio Silva money I mean yeah. we, we want to talk about the striker situation because like if you're regular watchers of this channel. Manny yeah. um, has probably been talking about the need for a, a proven goal scorer for about three or four years. Even when even when Raul was in his pomp and scoring, he was in like saying, pomp. "If he gets yeah. injured, what we got?" Yeah, yeah. and we're still and saying that, that Manny. Lit- literally, everyone we've tried has sort of not come off, you know, and um, uh, even. Uh, the the emer- emergency signing of Costa, uh, you know, it was just one goal, and and he did a lot of good for us, but he 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 wasn't the answer to solving our goal scoring problem, and and we just haven't got a player that makes the runs to the near post, the runs to the far post, gets into the penalty area, a poacher, you know, it, 
if you're if you're a winger and we've had an abundance of wingers, you know, your job is to get to the byline and cross the ball. If you know that you've got nobody, nobody that's prolific in the box, you actually know that. Imagine that you know that I've got no one that's prolific in the penalty area. That's just so disheartening for a winger because, you know, it doesn't matter how good your cross is, how wonderful you've done to get to the byline. There's just no one going to make those runs that you need um, uh, uh, for your ball to be worthwhile. And, and we've lacked that for, a, obviously, ever, ever since Raul got injured and then we've literally not replaced him. Then we saw Fabio Silva, OK, go into lesser leagues, but still big teams and do well and make runs and score goals and assist at a very young age. little bit excited maybe he was going to come back and then out the camp it comes that he didn't really enjoy his time here, which is understandable. You know, he didn't have no fans um, when he did play and he was put under pressure and the price tag and, and a bit of negative press and a few people getting on his back, you know. Um, yeah, someone's put Sasa, you know, that is like, at the moment, he's like a big hope in, up front. Fingers crossed he, he stays fit and I'd love him to get a run and, and it's, you know, tragic for anybody to be signed by a Premier League club in 45 minutes in to be crocked and, and never be seen again. So um, we have got, uh, yeah, Chiquinho, Giles. It doesn't matter who our wingers are. We just need somebody in the box that is prolific, um, that will get a shot away, that will make space, pull defenders out of position. We just haven't had that type of striker, um, a box striker for a long, it seems like a long time. So what are your thoughts on Fabio? Um, if someone comes in with an offer for 25 million, do you, do you keep him or do you sell him for that? The first thing, you've got to get into his head. And if um, uh, he hasn't obviously come back to the club yet, you know, so the day he comes... Though, isn't it? Though in the yeah. Portugal under 21s. Yeah, they? you would think they were due back any second now because we need Probably him back. Julian Lopetegui just needs that face-to-face or whether he's had it, you know, that says... Do you want to play for this club or do, does Lopetegui want him? We don't even know that. Does he see a position for Fabio? Because if he really, really wants Fabio Silva as its main striker, then he would do whatever it takes to get his arm round Fabio and tell him to get his chin up and we'll we'll give him the love. and we'll put, If he desperately wants him, I would love to see him back at Wolves um, and... And given another chance because I think there's a player there, um, but see, yeah, he... I'm, this, I'm kind of the same because the way I see Fabio Silva, it wasn't his fault. We played bloody thirty-five million oh, pounds. Really? We played no fifty million pounds. No one would have been thinking. There's a lot of pressure on his shoulder. He got thrown in when there was the injuries. He did make a lot of good. He does make really good movement in the box. But you got to have he people that are happy enough to pick him up. He's gone he away. Chances. He's a lot stronger. He's been scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you saw Bully. He scored goals in, you know, in Division Four, and then he still yeah. scores for England. If you're a goal yeah. scorer and you know where the goal is and you're making the move, and you get fed, you, you can finish. But there is this thing out there: oh, he doesn't want to play for Wolves, and I'm not, I'm not sure I buy into that. I think because the interviews, are, as I think I've said this before, if, if he's over with PSV and all their journalists have interviewing him and saying, do you want to be here next year? He ain't going to turn around and go, no. He's, he's going to say yes. No. No. So you're right. Lopetegui needs to come back. Lopetegui yeah. wasn't here last year. It's a fresh no. start almost because yeah. most of the coaching staff are fresh as well. And Lopetegui is the one that's got to sit down and uh, make that assessment, isn't it? And then obviously see what where his, men, his head is mentally. You know what? If someone said we'd have a teenage striker score home and away against the Buggies, you know, uh, we just weren't there. We weren't there as a presence, as a fan. We would have lauded him for scoring goals against, you know, even though we lost one of the games, we, we, we drew away, I think it was. You know, and, and that record he had after coming in, after Raul gets injured, remember, that was like straight into the deep end. No, it was just get get out there and do a job. It wasn't the worst record. There's a few assists. 
He put himself about, he scored a few goals, he missed a few, but he got into positions to miss them as well. So, you know, and he's gone on um, on loan and he's carried on that and he's improved. His, and he's still in his, now he's doing all this still in his teenage years, you know. So there was a lot of pressure on him. The price tag sort of killed him before he started. I think Jeff She killed him, to be fair. I think Jeff's comments, oh, Starboy, Wonderboy, he's going to be this, he's going to be that. He's the, you know, oh, man, that is so much pressure because the price tag was big enough as it was. And then, and then you know, to come come out with this, like, you know, this star signing and this wonder kid and it just put so much pressure on. And I think, I think you know, if he does go, eventually in five or six or seven years, we'll probably be all, you know, seeing him play for somebody really big and scoring lots of goals. Um, I'd love to love to see him given another chance. But if he doesn't want to be here, or Julian Lopetegui says, Fabio, I'm thinking differently, I don't really want you here, then £25 million, pound, you bite someone's hand off just to get some money back, I suppose. Well, we have brought some money, but let's talk about um, let's talk about some of the players that have come back off loan um, and coming back from injury. We talked about a little bit about Sasha, which you've made a couple of points. Let's talk about Ryan Giles. Yeah. Ryan Giles had yeah. two fantastic seasons in the yeah. Championship, top assist player of the year. What's your take on Ron Giles? Because a few people have been asking in the chat. Uh, it, here's, on here we go then. Alex got somebody said five assists and one goal, right? And we're, we're prepared to go to maybe 25 million to get him in because we want him. Ryan Giles is a top assist maker in the championship. Imagine if somebody knocked on your door and said, we've got the top assist, assister of goals in the championship. Do you want him? We think, oh, bloody hell, that'd be a good signing. You know, and he's already ours. So these players do need to be given a chance, especially if we're in this position that, you know, we're trying to sort of tighten our belts and not, um, you know, maybe spend huge amounts. You know, we bought we bought full backs for 30-odd million, Nelson Smader. So if we're going a different approach, rather than spend 8 or 10 or 12 million on another full back, and when you've got Ryan Giles, you've got to play him. You've got to play him. You know, he's the reason you someone's just when I'm making that point, someone's just put it on there. The reason you send people out on loan is so you get them ready, you get them ready, you get them match fit, you get them, you know, intense that intense feeling of playing and and winning games. And he and he's done that, so he's done that, and arguably. He's been one of our most successful, like you know, players that have gone out on loan because a lot of players do go out on loan and they don't really do anything, and then they come back and then they'll be shipped out. So this one is a is a bit of hope there, I think, um, and um, uh, and and yeah, get him in the squad. He's he's not he's not he's not like brand new. He's not a, a kid anymore. He's had a couple of seasons, and I do agree with Chris there. Ryan Ait Nuri, you know, people have said, oh, he's going to be another one we'll, we'll regret selling. Lopetegui doesn't want him. If he wanted him, he would have played him. He wasn't even in the squad for most of the end of the season. He wasn't even on the bench, Dave. So if a player's not on the bench and he's not part of the manager's plans, you know, you've got to back the manager. It's the back manager's decision whether we like that player or not. We've got to give the manager. Well, didn't we all say if Lopetegui keeps us up, We'll give him the preseason. Do let him do exactly what he wants, and let's Absolutely see right. what this proven manager, you know, this high-profile manager, the best high-profile manager we've ever had in our history. Let's see what he's made out of. So, if we're going to say that, then we've got to let him do what he wants to do. And if it means shipping Collins out, if it means shipping Aitnuri out, Pedenza, what whoever he thinks, get out because I want to play my way then we've got to give him that chance. Remember, there was a lot of talk about him maybe leaving because he did it, He wasn't aware of the situation. Now, that's been resolved. So, obviously, he's found a happy medium or he's happy with the way he's going. And I'm pretty sure he'll get his um, targets in, um, the ones he wants. And um, then you've got to give him 
you've got to give him the chance. And if he fails, then then he fails on his sword and he falls on it. And 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 you know, like any other manager, and that's got to be his decision. So um, it has it didn't work last year. Last year we struggled, and the, the the people he's he's getting rid of at the moment are the ones that sort of struggled or weren't even in the squad. So Collins, you know, maybe Eight Nuri and. And 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 Giles, yeah, Giles, I think has got to be given a chance. I would look, you know, again, every player's got his price, and so if somebody came in and said we're going to give you fifteen million for Giles, then somebody might think, oh, that's a lot of money for someone that you know. Um, yeah, I, I definitely have to um, give Ryan Giles a chance. Uh, we just need to try something new because the old way wasn't really working. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I'd like to see Ryan Giles given a chance because I think he's homegrown. You know, it's good to see a homegrown player come through. You know, he's clearly been performing at a top level in the championship. Now, I know it's the championship and people go, well, he well, won't just in the, pre- in the yeah. Premier League. A lot of people would have said exactly the same thing about Hugo Bueno. Um, no, we're, know, pinning our hopes on a 19, we're pinning our hopes on a 19-year-old championship player, Alex Scott. So, you know, you can't do a one-way say, oh, get Scott in, please get Scott in. We need to sign Alex Scott. And then say, oh, Ryan Giles, it was only the championship. It's the same league, you know. So, Championship ain't an easy league, ain't an easy league at all, you know. So, um, Ivan Tony came from there, Mitrovic came from there. There's a lot of good players from the, you know, who, who, who've who done well in the in the Premier League. And so, lot, to be honest, and a lot of people have been, a lot of people have been saying, oh, we shouldn't be just getting players from overseas. We should look within the English leagues as well. And then yeah. when you do, you get like, why are we looking at these sort of players and they're not ready mm. and stuff? You, you can't kind of... You just can't please everyone. It doesn't matter what we do. At the end of last season, everyone was saying, we need a big clear out. We need a refresh. We need to get rid yeah. of the dead wood. Yeah. That's yeah. happening currently. Yeah. And then people are still going, well, oh, well, we get, you know, what? who are we bringing in? Because, I mean, that is a fair point. I mean, we, you know, we haven't really bought anyone in. We've had one free signing. I mean, Paul Harris mentioned it before. He said, like Dave, he said, um, in two weeks. Well, it's only one week. I said on last week's show, I'd start to get a little bit worried if two weeks' time yeah. we still haven't brought anyone in. I yeah. think this week things will start happening. Um, yeah. But, like, are you concerned the, in the lack of incomings at the moment, Manny, or is it think, just you still fairly calm about it? I think because of the number of players we've shipped out very quickly, you know, if it was a bit of a, like, we, buy, we, we, we get rid of Neves and then Scott came in and then we got rid of Collins and then a defender, then it, it, people buy into that more because we've like shipped out a lot of, you know, Deadwood and a lot of players, fringe players that, you know, that Japanese uh, Huabi and Sanderson and all these players because we it, it's all one way. Then people do get a bit restless. And I think um, uh, there's there's got to be irons in the fire and they've got to be irons that are very close. Obviously, Doherty and Scott are the, are the ones we're sort of heard with some sort of, you know, concrete evidence from from the big reporters. Um, but I'm pretty sure how many players have all signed where we didn't even have a clue that they were after someone and then suddenly they signed someone and, you know, it does happen. So um, I'm pretty sure there are. Uh, we, have to, we, have to, we have to keep that much faith at the moment. We have to because... If we don't, then you might as well, you know, rip up your season ticket. And not what it's, it's. You've got to have that much patience at the moment. Uh, I think it's just because it's one way. It's a little bit flat. The whole thing's a little bit flat. Uh, you know, it's like you know the the uh, the home kit obviously hasn't been 
launched. I did hear that, that that it was supposedly supposed to be some sort of launch in South Korea, but that got yeah, shelved. No, that, that, I can tell for, for a full fact, I know that's a fact, it was yeah, yeah. Uh, due yeah, so to be launched in South Korea. That's yeah, all gone through yeah. the window, and now they're looking yeah. at bringing it forward. I won't be surprised to see a player announced in the new kitty. That, well, that, hell, yeah, that, 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 but the, the thing is, like, something like that is like a natural, you get your new kit, everyone buys a new kit, and they've got the new kits, and everyone's put their pictures on of the new kit, and then we sign a player. That none of that's happened because it's not happened. People feel a little bit flat and think, "Oh God, what's happening? What's what happening?" At our on club? that, mate. Before we go on to it, what do you think of the um, of the red kit? What's your take I don't on like that? It. Don't like it, mate. I'm not a fan. Um, we haven't bought it. I mean, you know, me and my sons, we sort of buy everything. We 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 live in the bloody. I'm wearing like last season's train. We live in the we live in the mega store. We haven't bought it, and we might might buy it at the end of the season when it's like fifteen quid or twenty quid off the shelves. But don't really like like it. I don't really see it, it anything wolves about it. You know, I'm trying to. We've never we've never had a second away kit that's red ever. No. No. And it has got the green. It has got green. I mean, um, you know, I've seen a few years ago. We had like a sporting bet, a kit that was like red trim on on a white kit, and even that looked a bit, you know, didn't look right. This just does. Even that, I saw that pre-season uh, friendly, you know, um, and you think, oh god, they, 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 that, as long as they win, we don't care if they wear a bloody bin bag, but. You know, let's be honest. I mean, it's marketing, isn't it? It's got the Spanish, Portuguese sort of twist. The manager and 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 a couple of Spanish players, and and you could. It's money at the end of the day. They hope it will sell. I just can't think. Um, I, mate, I, I'm exactly the same as you. I've seen it in real life, and in real life, I don't like it either. It's I like honestly, I'm really. I'm unimpressed, but it's a kind of kit that you're probably because we've never had red. Like I said, towards the end of the season, you might just pick one up because it's like a, oh, it's a, like a memento of a season, like you know. Um, but there'll be a third yeah. kit anyway that'll come out, won't there? Yeah, I mean, sure. there'll be definitely a third kit. I think we all know what the uh, the home kit's going to look like. Let's just yes. switch back just to get onto the players because I want to talk about Adama Traore. Yeah, he still hasn't he still hasn't signed for anyone else till free. But no. we've got Chiquino. Chiquino, yep. who's coming back, wow, who I brilliant. absolutely yeah. love yeah. before yeah. his injury. What's your thoughts on him? The, you know, we, I just pray a bit, a bit like Sasa, a bit like you know Neto, and and we, we we saw Johnny with his two injuries. These injuries are horrific. You know, let's let's just um, uh, you know they have to literally rebuild their you know knee, and 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 they're coming back from. Uh, so you just hope he stays fit, he stays strong. Thing is, he was very, he's very young, and he was, he seemed like very mobile. And and we saw, um, yes, it was just a pre-season friendly, but you saw him skipping away from a defender and putting a ball in for a goal. And, and he that can was cross the ball, can't he? Oh well, well you know, we were there. The way you know, we were, we were there. Um, one of the best moments of probably like I call it. Conor Cody's last best moment, wasn't it? That goal against Chelsea when yeah. he scored that last minute. And, and last his minute ball, was right beyond the goal. Chiquinho's ball, Chiquinho's ball, that cross, it was like you couldn't have placed it better, you know, um, with your hands. And um, uh, so, yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to to seeing him because let's be honest, um, none of the forwards did anything to excite us really, apart from snippets here and there you know throughout the season that's probably one of the poorest returns from a set of forwards that you could ever you know there wasn't anyone that really you went wow or you know consistently did well there was just odd individual performances and we can't have that you've got to have you we've got to have like good consistent week in week out performances from our forwards and um uh, you know neto again is it you know hopefully he he recovers because he we we know how good he can be and he's never he, he was before his injury and then he was yeah, in and out yeah, last season yeah, towards the end yeah. like he looked a bit disinterested as well well if you think Neto and Chiquinho you know young still young still exciting and you know if they just get off on the right foot that's, that's you know and they just buy somebody who can put the bloody ball in the back of the net or Sasa 
um, stays fit, then there could be some hope for us because we've got the midfield, you know, three, four, five, all these players that we bought in that can be really strong and hard and and to control the midfield. And, and you know, even when, remember when Neves went out, um, we had two really good matches without Neves when Gomez and, and Lamina and Nunes were running the show. So, um, yeah, um, I, I'm... I'm yeah, it's just a strike a bit, you know. I just want someone prolific in the box, and I just think with Kalajic, if he goes down again, we're all going to be thinking, "Oh God, why didn't we sign a striker? Why haven't we signed a striker? We're back into back to square one," you know. Um, so yeah, let's see, let's see what what um, uh, sign they've got, and especially if Silver goes, then it's the, the desperation for forward. I think is even bigger, but. Hundred percent. When you look at our forward options at the moment, yeah. um, Raúl Jiménez. You know, we all thought he was going One to be goal last year. Fabio well, Silva's was... coming back. Sasha Kalajic. You know, yeah. Kuna, which I think is more of a number ten. Forward-wise, yes. we've got Neto. We've got uh, Wang Kijan. Pedence is still there, although I, I really think he'll probably go. Um, yeah. Ryan Giles, and then you know, Chiquinho. Chiquinho. So, you know, we've got some exciting things, but it's all about delivery into the box and being yeah. able to pick the right pass at the right time, something that Adama Traore, mm. we loved, you know, he can get people, he often didn't pick the right Chris pass. Chris Humphries, can I just stop Yeah, Chris Humphries has just said, Raul looks super fit this summer, I have to say. How do people know that? I want to know, because people I've heard this loads of times. So, Chris, please explain yourself. How do you know that Raul is super fit? How? How do people like? I'm looking at maybe you, I'll leave Chris will leave a comment and we can post it up. There's a question for you, Chris. How do you know that Raul looks super uh, fit? What's your thoughts on uh, on that? Well, we've got around about 20 minutes left of the show, um, and we will be doing questions for me and Manny towards the end. Um, we've been talking quite a lot about the the summer transfers at the moment. As I say, I think I do expect things to to start happening next week. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the yeah, the kit gets announced next week, because Manny, they have started to put in place the friendlies. We've got the the Rens friendly, which is great to have the Molyneux friendly back before yeah. the start of the season. Um, yeah. They've slotted in a friendly against Luton Town on the Wednesday. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the Rob Edwards connection there. Yeah. And what's your thoughts on uh, the fact that we're playing another Premier League team? Um, just I don't Rams personally game. have any issues. Like, obviously, the South Korean tour got shelved, and suddenly we have to find find games. And I suppose it's an easy phone call to Rob Edwards and Kevin Foley because, like, you know, they've got the numbers saved in their phone, and they wolves. <laughs> so. Um, I don't personally have an issue playing another Premier League club. You know, uh, people are saying, oh, bloody hell, Luton could come out and like injure one of our better players and why take the risk? Pre-season is pre-season. It's nothing to do. I don't think it's, it's just to get players fit, get them strong, you know, um, and let the manager try a few different things. And literally none of the opposition really matters that much, you know, who they are. Um, yeah, it is a bit strange, but I, I, I don't have too much issue with them. Yeah, I don't it. either. I mean, you look at a lot of the international tournaments where you like, you know, you've got teams from the Premier League and all around the world playing each other. That's just yeah. it's a pre-season thing. Right, Some other yeah. high-profile pre-season friendlies have been announced. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago that with Wolves pulling out of South Korea and the likelihood that Celtic will be, surely both teams yeah. will be looking for a pre-season friendly. And lo and behold. Yes, Wolves yeah. have got a pre-season friendly in Dublin, which yeah. is basically going to be a home game for Celtic, let's face yeah. it, yeah, uh, yeah. on the 29th. And then they've also announced um, in the week that they've got um, a, a pre-season friendly against FC Porto as well. What do you, what, what's your take on those friendlies, mate? Um, again, like, you know, um, in terms of opposition, they're sort of, uh, you know... <laughs> They'll be they'll be decent. They'll be a decent test for us. Obviously, you know both teams. Um, yeah, um, Celtic. It, I don't know. Maybe it's like fans can pretend they're back in Europe. I suppose <laughs> for the yeah. for the for the for the day. Um, but again, I, I'm, I don't really pay too much 
um, you know, friendlies, let's be honest, friendlies these days have been like all money-making tours. You see where Man United are going and, and even and Wolves. We're only going to South Korea for marketing purposes. Massively, really. massively you know? commercial. Yeah, commercial things. So so uh, uh, any friendly that they, it's just basically to get fit. And yeah, okay, yeah, Celtic, you know, it would be, it's just a friendly. It doesn't really matter, does it? Whether it's a draw, win or loss, it, it's just going to be forgotten about. But I suppose it's a good day out for for fans who do go and and um you are know, you planning to go on to either of the friendlies money oh i don't know i mean my both of my boys are going to be away um uh, um uh, i mean i'm going to dublin going to dublin but i'm not going to in, in india my youngest my youngest is in um india volunteering for nearly four months so um he ain't back till like late september um Jeevan's going into this week so I'll be, oh, I don't know I, I don't think so but you know I've done it uh, mad things in the past where mate you went to Sherevan or wherever it was you were one yeah, of them yeah I did yeah, yeah, was, yeah that was a that was a that was on a whim I just thought let's go you know via Moscow who'd have thought that these days eh? <laughs> I went yeah, to Moscow you wouldn't want to go by there and now wouldn't you <laughs> playing to Armenia but yeah um yeah, it should be a good day for for I think it's more for the fans than then, like, just for um, uh, you know, uh, the football team, we could literally play anyone. And Porto again, probably another one that's easy for us to arrange because there's just so many links, probably, and then and easy easy people to call. And um, you know, hopefully it won't. I don't know where it's been played, Dave. Where has it been it's played? Been it's played at the their stadium, the Porto oh, stadium. Uh, actually, okay. in Portugal. From what I understand, Wolves will be going back over to the Algarve again for another yeah. training camp. Yeah. Uh, they'll probably play another behind closed doors friendly, and then they'll go to, uh, you know, play to play Porto. Yeah. I mean, to be yeah. fair, I mean they've done well. I mean, I, I know Russell was absolutely gutted about the yeah. uh, the South Korea because people have to yeah. understand there's a lot of work that goes into work huge, all, huge, yeah. all of this. And yeah. um, so they've, the fact that they've got, they've sorted a pre-season friendly against Luton, yeah. Celtic, and Porto, they are good friendlies. Yeah, uh, there's the the some big teams there, you know, in, in terms of Premier League, Scottish Premier League champions, uh, and, and 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 Portugal's like probably best team. So you know, some big teams there, and um, I probably at the moment, Dave, I'll probably only go to the, the home friendlies, um, uh, but anything could change, I suppose. You know, yeah. we might sign, we might sign some super striker, and we're all desperate to go and see him. Maybe I don't know. Well, I'm going. I'm going to Dublin. Oh, um, are you? I'm, yeah. I'm doing that one, but I've not got a hotel because the cost of the hotels are ridiculous. So, like, we're going and we're doing a, we're doing well. I wouldn't say we're doing an all night. We'll probably go for a cup of tea somewhere, and then get yeah. have some kip at the hotel. But like, um, yeah, that'd be kind of uh, pretty. You're cool. going to come back the same day, Dave. Mate, we—I tell you what—I've got a flight. We've got a flight at, I think it's half past eight, mm. and we come back. We get on a plane at half seven the next morning. Oh, so, so um, hotel terminal, airport being... terminal. Mm-hmm. Well, when you look you can at do, the cost you, of can, the you can ring up the foundation, tell them you're doing the sleep out in Dublin. That's a good idea. That is, that would be a good idea. To be to be fair, it's like we looked at it. The cost of the hotels are ridiculous because I think mm. it's the Gaelic football finals the day after, oh, so okay. everything's booked yeah. up. So we're just going to crack on and. If I start now, Dave, I could walk to Dublin. Well, yeah, mate, I'd worry about you what you're making it because you would have to go through through quite a bit of water. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know you can, I know you're good, but walking on water might be a big <laughs> test. Yeah. Imagine that, yeah. I don't think I can do that, but yeah. So um, uh, it'll be it'll be a good test, I suppose. But I just hope get some players in before that that a game. That's twenty ninth, so it's like you know thirteen days. Mate, they've got to be honest. It's like what Paul said. I, I said on last week's show, I'm not concerned because, and Jack was on last week, and he said, look, we all knew this was going to happen. We're going to get rid of players. Yes. Julian's going to be assessing his players that he's got. They're going to come back. He's going to be making some decisions. Who he wants, who wants to go. People are going to be going. Yeah. And then we knew this was going to be the process. But I don't, you know what, Dave? I'm not the biggest mathematics expert in terms of FFP. I do read some more 
learned experts on Twitter, especially who who do study it. But you know, if you think Wolves were the eighth highest net spenders, you know, in the last four years or three years in the world, in the world, you know. Yeah. So we we did spend money, and we did spend a lot of money, and unfortunately. You know, if you spend thirty-five on silver and thirty odd, thirty on Geddes and 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 forty odd on Nunes and thirty odd on Samedo and and you know, there's a lot of money we spent. We spent a huge amount of money, and we're not a sixty thousand, seventy thousand seat a stadium with a worldwide mega brand football club like a United or a, with a huge turnover. So we 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 spent that off the back of quite a small stadium in um uh, you know still a newish club in the premier league then there was always going to be a point where we had to recoup some of the money and we've done that really quickly we've done that the, really the Nevis deal especially has been you know well, that was like concept. a bit of a get out of jail card the saudi arabia thing you know was a, a, for us it just came out of the blue so um yeah, it all fell into place in terms of now. I think we're in the situation where Wolves have put the brakes on, especially with the Kilman thing. Where okay, we we'll, might let him go, but only if we get mega money and and they're determined to sort of offer him. Here, not, him I think him they're him. at the point where they don't need to sell now. They've kind right, yeah, of yeah. like got to a point yeah. where they've kind yeah. of brought in a lot of money, and I think there'll still be money coming in. I think Pedence and people like that. You know, it doesn't really matter how much you spend. We spent, like you said, we spent X man on Geddes. What a waste of money, you know, and he huge would last amount, into huge amount of money. Yeah. You yeah. look at Dawson, Matinho, yeah. players like that we bought for four, five million, and we've yeah. got better value. Exactly. You don't have to, it's all about how you spend it. And when you yeah. do spend money on players, it's always a bit of a gamble because, you know, if it comes off, you're a genius. If it doesn't... Oh, well, That's why, in better. a way, a little bit of me is saying, you know, oh, it's people are saying, oh, just spend 25 on um, uh, Scott because he's a 19-year-old and 25. And suddenly, you know, a 19-year-old playing freely with no pressure at all suddenly becomes a £25 million Wolves' biggest signing of the I summer. Of you know, and, and then suddenly... Puts a little bit, so I, I, I'm fully. In, if Wolves have offered it, I think they will get him. And and if they're driving a hard bargain, I think they should. They shouldn't just go out and spend. Just say, yeah, we want him. Here's your money. Yeah, we want him. Here's your money. They shouldn't do that. They should be saying, no, we're not going to pay that much. And drive that. They've got to still do that. That's that's their duty to our, you know, just to the club as well. Because I can't just go out and just, you know. I just don't think it works like that. Look at Newcastle. Newcastle got all the money in the world, but even they are right now. They're not like they're still like having to think about. Oh, shall we sign him? Shall we not sign him? Oh, maybe he's not going to be. You know, it's just the way the way um uh, you know football is, I suppose. And um, uh, I think we've done really well in raising the number of pounds we've raised very quickly. Now we're all at that point where we think, okay, we'll give you kudos for that. Next, who are you bringing in? And if Doherty comes in, he's free, he's experienced. If Scott comes in, exciting young championship player. If they do go after another forward, I want to see a forward, man. I want to see bloody goals, you know. We don't score goals. We don't create chances. And that has to change. You well, that's can't... what we want to see. We want to see a Wolves team that's, as um, I mean, you know, you know, Keith Sutty, Wolves were boring. Which was boring. Lockjaggy's yeah. ended up having to do what he's done. We want to see excitement. We want to see goals, yeah. but we don't want to leak goals the other end as well. We don't want to be leads yeah. where yeah. we score three and concede four, but of we do want know. to see more excitement. And if the forwards, if they get, if you know, you've got to trust him that he's mm. developing the players that he wants now. It's going to take, still going to take him probably another two or three tran couple of transfer windows to get to the exact team that he wants. But yep. there's a big sea change, and this is what people were, were looking for. But yep. we're now at the stage where, yeah, okay, like you say, kudos, kudos, kudos. Yep. We're trusting you, but when are we going to start to see the reinforcement? Remember, remember, Dave, I knew this, was, I, this was like League One, obviously. But when we had the debacle of Saunders and we fell into League One, and suddenly we literally ripped 
the squad apart. We took all the, you know, the Fletchers, the Doyles, everyone. Yeah, or literally, you know, anyone who was there that wasn't, you know, they were just gone. And um, uh, then we started again and we started with players we might not have really expected to be at the club or who are they or will they do any good and and they and, and we, we did really well so you know we've got to trust that the guy knows what he's doing you get us up from being bottom of the league <laughs> don't forget this we were bottom we we're rock bottom he kept us up and miraculously we finished 13th yes we got hammered but that I think not was not more of a slight on the defence. I think it was like, oh, come on, attack. Take some pressure off this defence. You know, they're having to defend for 90 minutes. Um, yeah, sometimes they're going to cave in. They can't just hold out all the time. So um, we need to look forwards and get on the front foot. Um, exciting young players, Giles, Cicchino, Neto, getting back fit, getting back in the squad, you know, sign a striker, hopefully Clyde's state fits. Cunha, second season, maybe Gomez coming on as a new player, and as Nunes. in, you know, yeah, Nunes. Well, we've got, we're, we're literally coming up to the last 10 minutes of the show, guys. Yep. Um, and this is your time to ask me and Manny, uh, or both of us, any question that you would like. Bang them in the, uh, the chat and we'll do our best uh, to answer it. And if you do want to ask, answer, ask a question, you need to be subscribed to the channel to literally one second and then yeah. you can ask the questions in uh the channel so let's get your questions in and let's see um what how many questions we can get in and how many questions we can get answered in the uh the next five to ten uh minutes so um duh, 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 duh. when Ian is next Jeffries, <laughs> Go on, sorry. Ian Jeffries wants to know more what's more important alex scott or a number nine for me, number nine, because I want to see goals. Alex Scott is a very good, young, talented player. Um, but, we, you know, he's going into a position that we've got players in. So, a number nine will be going into a position where we really haven't got anybody. So, uh, or we've got a couple of players who we've got big question marks uh, over mm -hmm. their injury. So, yeah, um, number nine over Alex Scott for me. But, um, uh, um you know, if, if obviously we'd like to buy both. Uh, Dan Dan Lam, we've talked about Alex Scott earlier in the thing. Avi Jarvis wants to know when the next Samosa Saturday. Oh is man, you know what? I haven't even checked. I, I, I've um, uh, I haven't really. We'll try and we'll look at the home games around Octoberish. So um, let's see, let's see who we got. I haven't really checked. I'm honestly, I literally haven't. But we will be doing one. Um, this side of Christmas and then at the end of the season. Um, uh, so, yeah, watch out for that. Happy to help. Carl Whiteyes wants to know, do you think we'll see a formation change in the side for next season? I think it'll be 4-3-3, personally. I just hope it, that we play a bit more 4-4-2. But the thing is, because I thought we played that that system quite well towards the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and Cunha can't play in the 4-3-3. So... What do you do? Throw him out the side, you know. So uh, I just think he's got to play with with a striker. Paul Harris wants to know: Will you be concerned this time next week, Dave? I don't think so because I think things will happen. But if we haven't signed anyone, I think we'll all start getting concerned uh, by then. Um, we've got Dan wants to know: Do you agree finding a goal scoring striker is harder than most make out? I think that's fairly Huge. obvious. We've yeah. tried for we've tried for about three bloody years and we ain't found one. Keith wants to know: Do you think we'll get the players we need before the start of the season? Obviously, the transfer window does run till the end of August. I don't think everything will be done, but I think hopefully the key positions. Very few teams get every single person that they were after. You know, that just doesn't happen. So it's just going to be, you know, you just try and do the best you can. I just think they will have to back him after the, you know, the initially so thinking, oh, is he going to stay? So he's confirmed that he's happy there. So surely they're going to back him with what he wants, like they did in January. Yeah, absolutely. Good point. Deepap says it's Bentley good enough to be the number one. You know what? I I think if Sar goes, we need to buy a new goalkeeper as well. Bentley's a good yeah, goalkeeper. But, but I want to see that. 
I'd, I'd love to see that Bono. Um, mm. I've, I've, um, I've heard that Lopetegui still doesn't know what he's looking for. Bloody old day. Honestly, you, you had that. You had that. <laughs> um, I know. I've, I just you had, had to put that one out. What's happening with the ninety-nine billion pound low? Watch the video that I did on that, which explained it um, in a lot it's of detail. Normal. That's on the channel. That's the government big... loan, which is very normal. Watch the video yeah. I did in it. It's all on there. Yeah. Do you think the ground capacity should be increased to fifty thousand? No, I don't think wolves are. You know, right, anything could happen in the future. But at the moment, we just need the Steve Ball <laughs> revamping. You know, I think 35,000, 40,000 is like more than enough for a club of our size at the moment. But who knows what the future... Um, I think there's a time now where it does get to the point, Dave, where we still... We do, we do probably need something happening to the ground just to show that, um, you know, it shows a bit of ambition, doesn't it? Like, ooh, Well, the investment needs to be on the Steve Bull, but where you sit, you know what it's like. No, it's it's terrific, a nightmare, honestly. isn't it? Well, it's not the kind of... We have to go there early just to get in because it takes so long, but it's not the kind of stand you're going to be, you know, loitering around the concourse or using the lavish facilities, that's for sure, <laughs> you know. So, um, definitely, but pff, it's where we're at. And I suppose, you know... They blame the they blame the pandemic, don't they? And in, remember the interest rates, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then <laughs> so, when they were as low as whatever. Yeah, low as whatever. So at the moment, they're just um, uh, they're just um, it's just. Sort we of have a very important question for you though, now, Manny. Yeah, yeah. Chris on fridge wants to know what's oh, your view on the listenosis. You know what? Chris, you need to. Grow a pair, of, you know, <laughs> and get some peas down. Yeah, it's good protein. <laughs> and there was a, a far, any final questions? Um, I think someone put on there, do we trust Jeff Shee? I don't think it's just about Jeff Shee. I think the situation personally has changed since it was Sellers and Larsh. I yeah, think Jeff yeah. dropped the ball to a point. I mean, you were on, in fact, if I'm right in saying this, Manny, at one point you were saying that she should go, literally. Hey, I was still, still, to be fair, in a way, he did, because we suddenly signed loads of players and Jeff Shee wasn't seen anywhere, was he? Lamina, Dawson, we, we started signing players, Cunha, and there was no Jeff Shee presenting the shirt to the new signing, and here's my wonder kid, like he did with Smado, like he did with Silva, like he did. So I think, in a way, um, he did sort of hand the reins over to... Hobbs and um, Lopetegui and, and say, oh, go on then, get on with it. And um, uh, um, so uh, I just think he didn't have the knowledge. He had the, maybe he had, um, uh, he had the excitement of getting in and, and doing something, but I just think um, there's a lot of, lot of money that was wasted. And, um, Absolutely. Yeah. And a good question here to finish on, um, which I've kind of covered a little bit before, but not asked you this one recently. Abby Jarvis, okay. who, sh who should the new captain be? This one's for you, Manny. Yeah, I think, you know, the most natural one is Craig Dawson. He's just, you know, he's just, he looks like a captain, doesn't he? Even when he was uh, in the squad last year, um, when he came in, even when Neves was playing, he still looked like a captain. He was still... Barking orders. The only other person that I'd consider giving it to is Mario Lamina because I just think he's got yeah. a bit of an all-action way of playing and he goes into the back. He, he dictates a lot of the play at the back. So those are the two options, but Dawson's the most obvious. You know why they gave it to Kilman? I know Kilman was vice-captain sort of start of the season, but and then probably just gave it to him out of respect. But, you know... Kilman doesn't strike to strike you as a talker, as a communicator, as a you know someone uh, loud and proud. So yeah, Dawson's definitely the the captain for the season for me. Yeah, I think Dawson would be a, a good one because he is that leader and he's very very experienced. And you, you know we kind of need yeah. that. But obviously JLO will make his home mind about. I, I'm not. I, don't panic. Um, I think things will happen. I'm, I can see a, a, a player announcement in a, in the brand new. Uh, home shirt um, very, very soon. And uh, obviously, they've got to announce the home shirt soon because we've got friendlies coming up and they can't keep playing in that bloody red kit. 
um, and putting pictures. Oh, I've had a rumor that it ain't going to be announced next week. <laughs> what the uh, the kit? Yeah, it, it, I think it's just before the Celtic game. It may well be, mate, but we'll uh, yeah. we'll wait to see. I know the reason why they've delayed the home kit is because of manufacturing. They okay. had the away kit, which um, yeah. that's why they, they, that went that went first. And obviously, they've got the th- they did the goal is the third kit will come out as well. So we'll have to um, we'll have to wait and see on that one. We've had another hours chat. It's been absolutely brilliant, uh, Tom, oh, Manny. Uh, yeah. I know a lot of you've been looking forward to Manny coming on and and hearing his views on on the ball. Obviously, extra time will be back when the new season starts. But this is a regularly Sunday night show. And um, if you've enjoyed it, uh, listening to us, please just take one second to smash the like button on the um, on the video. Um, if you've watched it live or if you're watching it back on Catch Up, it will be out on the Always Walls podcast uh, Monday morning as always. So if you're driving around, you'll be able to listen to it in your car or at work or at home or wherever you are. If you want to listen to the audio version. And uh, we'll keep you up to date, as always, every single day here on the channel. And finally, uh, again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, well done, Henry Seal, uh, Searle, should I say, yeah. on uh, the Wimbledon Boys Champion, a, a true local lad who's won a trophy uh, on the big stage yeah. in front of a big worldwide, a big audience uh, at the age of 17. And I'm sure he's going to have a, a thing. I know, and hopefully we'll get to see him on the pitch with his trophy at some point in the, um, at the start of the season, Manny. Yeah, brilliant. It would be. And and, and and that young theme, that should be the the one that will give us a bit of excitement. You know, young players like Chiquinho, Gomez, maybe Scott, maybe, you know, Netek. These youngsters might have the have the big seasons. We hope, hope, hopefully they, you know, it will lead us to a bit more better times than, than last year. Absolutely, mate. It's been an absolutely fantastic show. Guys, I hope you enjoyed it. Please take time to smash a like. If you're brand new, subscribe. And if you're listening to on the podcast, leave us a rating. And until the next one, from myself and Manny, lots of love to you and yours, wherever you are watching or listening to in the world. Until then, always Wolves. Cheers, guys. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.